Hello and welcome to episode 10, 10. of Chewing the Fat yeah. with me, Phil Cobley. And me, Adam Fern. Uh, how are you today, Adam? Yeah, very good. Not ill. Not ill? I'm not ill. Yes, you are, yeah. you, I'm not going to catch anything from no. you this time. And you didn't last time. So. I didn't. I didn't yeah. touch wood. Uh, I was okay. I was managed to, I managed to survive being in a small confined space with you yeah. without getting the lurgy. Which is better than what I did with my son. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bless you. I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah. How uh, are you doing? I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Tired. Yeah. Uh, it's been busy. It's been long. A uh, long kind of couple of weeks. But yeah, yeah. I'm all right. Yes. Mm. Quick turnaround for pods. It is. Yeah, yeah, we were only here. It feels like we were only here like... Well, we were literally only here a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, that episode seemed to go down really well. I think it people did. enjoyed Alex. They did. They did well. I mean, say it well. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> they enjoyed our, our chat with Alex. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go back onto that. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> I, can't, I still can't to this day believe that I kind of just said on that, that pod, it's like yep. that we were going to suck him dry. Um, uh, we didn't say it. Well, no, you, I you said, said it, it and yeah. you refused to let us cut it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to have to live with that. Yeah, it's forever. there for your enjoyment. Um, yeah, that goes along with, you know, I'm not having that on a t-shirt. <laughs> no. Um, the, you know, I'm conscious of time, I'll keep yeah. I'll keep that one, but not, yeah. But yeah, yeah how, how are we, we're in double digits. We are, yeah. we are, episode 10. So, so yeah, only two more of the season to yeah. go. Yeah. So, series two will start after that, but we've got uh, this one and two more, so it'll be 12 yeah. episodes for the season, so excited. It is exciting. Yeah, yeah, but hopefully we've got a nice pod for you. For yeah. today. Um, oh, lights went off. That was new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anyone who's only on the list, only on the audio, yeah, all the lights just went, went out. out. How weird. Very okay. strange. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Maybe we won't take it as a sign that we need to leave. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's only the evening. You know, yeah. Should... I, I quickly wondered if it was like sensor lighting in here. Because that sometimes turns off at night, uh, doesn't it? Yeah, but, maybe. But no. 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 Well, never mind. Um, right. Yes. So, episode 10. Um, we have no guests. No this, guests. Well, no no guest in terms of a person. Yeah. We have yeah. A, some kind of... Um, we, we've got a guest of sorts, but it, it's a thing rather than... Yeah. It's sort of you representing the thing. Yeah. 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 So, you're the guest, really. I'm the guest. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to interview yourself. <laughs> I apologise now. Yeah. <laughs> to everyone. What do you think, Phil? Let me just ask. It'll, be, it'll feel like just me being back at home. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> what lockdown did to me. It's, yeah. yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. So we've we've got we've got a four mobile episode effectively. We had to talk about it at some point, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, they are paying the bill. Yeah, and it's been so, um, <laughs> like was discussed on episode two of Heather. There's mm. been some great work that's come out of Four Mobile, so. There has indeed. And we've got, um, yeah, we've got some more bits that we're going to be talking about in some of the final episodes of the yeah. season as well. Um, but yeah, uh, talking all about the Four Mobile tools and some of the tools course content, um, which I've been yeah. directly involved with developing. Um, and just trying to make, make people aware and let them know what's been going on mm. and what is out there and freely yeah. available. For and people. if there's resources for people, they need to be aware. Exactly, exactly. It's like, it's like our opportunity to now 
try and give something back. We've got yeah. all these had these fantastic guests who have all got these cool tools and all these awesome like links and yeah. contributions and things. And now this is our opportunity to go. Okay, here's some cool stuff. Stuff. Yeah, it's coming along. So, um, so yeah, not it's probably I'm going to jinx it now. It's probably not going to be as lengthy as some of the previous episodes, no. which have kind of gone on a little bit. Appreciated, yeah. um, but now I've said that, I'm going to end up rambling, aren't I? Yes, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to stop me. You're going to have to wind me in, like kind of yeah, rein me in now. Yeah. Again. So shall we start on industry news? Let's start with industry news. That's a really yeah. good idea. Um, what do we have <laughs> industry news? Um, so. Ah, yes. First first item on the agenda, um, which you picked up on, yeah. um, was the Incidental Chew Toy has released yet another He has, blog. yeah. Um, and once again, very, very thoroughly detailed. Fantastically detailed, yeah. wasn't it? So, yeah, about a locked secret calculator vault. So, yeah. So it's like almost immediately after the previous one released in the end of January? Yes, yeah. Um, like, it's almost like a mirror, but it's gone that little bit further yeah um it's great so yeah um, so yeah we'll put the link out to that um some great work being done mm. um so yeah and um, and i think a lot of them are being added to the leads yes I think, yeah. yes i think a lot of them are um which is fantastic you know that kind of community collaboration as always yeah um so hence we're always very happy to promote that kind of yeah. stuff and, and kind of mention it so yeah um so well done to, to them. Thank you ever so much again for your contributions. Fantastic. Um, and and as you always say with these things, and I, I I've started I found myself kind of starting to quote you almost on these things. But it's really nice seeing the the working. Yeah. Kind of being able to see that kind of like your maths homework from yeah. school. You know, being able to actually see all that work and calculation and stuff. Well, it allows people to to take that and go away and show how because in my opinion the way it's done is the depth that if I was going to court to present evidence, mm. I would have wanted to go to that depth mm. yes. to fully understand how an application works. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so even if it's showing people a good structure and a layout of how to tackle these and reverse engineer these apps, mm -hmm. you know, kudos. Kudos. Yes, kudos. absolutely. So, uh, so yes, fantastic. Uh, great start. Um, then there was a few bits uh, that you've kind of pointed out. Which yeah, from great. Joshua James, mm. DFIR Science. Um, yeah. And there's even more than what we're going to link out to here, but um, just a few that we chose. Um, mm. We're starting a new digital forensic investigation case in autopsy. Love using autopsy. So Josh is sharing how to start one, how to use, and it's an open source tool, so yep. everyone can um, have a play with that at no cost. Fantastic. Um, and then we're linking out to, because we feel it's important and community, um, Josh has started a DFIR community hardware fund. Yes, yes. Um, I thought this was very interesting. Yeah, so I think Briggs originally tweeted about this, which is where Joshua um, sort of ran with it. Mm -hmm. So they've started, I think it's on GitHub on a repo, yep. where people can, because doing the testing requires kit and it's yep. expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, so people like Josh Hickman, got all these test devices, it all takes time and, and money. Yeah. Um, so the community has sort of got together and asking people if they want to continue to receive this sort of research, then just to help. Would you mind contributing a little bit to the kit that needed for the research? Yeah. 
So which yeah. everyone's going to benefit from so, exactly. Um, win win. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, you're right. You can go to the the GitHub page. We're going to have the links for both Joshua's post about yeah. it and information about it on DFIR Science and also the GitHub repo yeah. link as well. Um, you can actually um, choose to contribute to specific projects from yeah. within there. You can see the contributions, and basically, whichever project gets funded first is the one that they then proceed with yeah. first. So, um, so yeah, it's fully transparent. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. great idea. Uh, absolutely love it, and I will get around to putting something yeah. in there. I think. Or at least, I think maybe maybe chewing the fat could. Yeah, try and, and we'll try our best to get something yeah. in, into there. So, um, yeah, great, great, great initiative as always. Um, but yeah. yeah, and if you haven't checked any of Joshua's videos, yeah. his voice is worth. Yeah, yeah, um, he does have one of those silky smooth voices. He does, doesn't he? yeah. Kind of like it's. I mean, it, it's. I'm gonna say it, it's. It, it's quite sexy. It is. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I mean. I mean. I, I'm. I'm a straight guy, but I listen to his voice, and even I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, fine, yeah. Good, good voice. Yeah. I, I, I like your content. But yeah, perhaps if Joshua was listening, we could get a chew in the fat intro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like intro guy. Yeah, it's all like those intro. Like, uh, I think we need a, a, a Joshua James special intro yeah. just recorded for us. That's this kind of silky smooth. Yeah, and just yeah. I, I mean, I did make the comment that you should do like some audible stuff or like read books or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, like just yeah, just yeah. got one of those voices. So. Um, yeah, I'm not being weird, Joshua. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, yeah, just being honest about it, you yeah. know. So we're what ten minutes into this, and we're already going down that hole. Um, should we move on to the <laughs> next bit of industry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, yes, please. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> this is where we find that Joshua never listens to us ever again. Those guys are weird. I'm going to stay away from them. Um, Okay, uh, and we, we never get invited to any conferences. Right? Yeah. Uh, right, next one, Cape. Yeah, huge. Uh, um, so they've basically released a post um, from Eric and Andrew mm -hmm. just detailing all of the updates that Cape has had in Q4. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot. Yeah, there is a lot. Um, we certainly, we know how busy Andrew is, and you, you can just see it in that quarterly update. And um, huge congratulations to Andrew as well. Yes, Andrew Aspen, uh, congratulations. If anyone hasn't seen, uh, I saw it on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, he's just got a promotion to vice president of Kroll, yeah. apparently. So, yeah, well done. Congratulations. Yeah, kudos. Kudos. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. Which, not surprising, not with really. how hard that guy works. With, yeah, the hours he puts in. Um, yeah. And with everything else, like, yeah. you know, family and small child and yeah. all that madness. I don't know how he does it, but yes, kudos to him. Yeah, kudos to him. Um, then next on the agenda, oh, this is quite... Yeah, this... <laughs> I mean, want to play this correctly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there does seem that there has been a little bit of a spat that started recently, hasn't there? Yeah, there was. Um, so I don't know if any of you have seen or heard, um, but there was a Forensic Focus article. Yeah. I think it started on LinkedIn. I think it's, yeah, uh, I think so. And then it was on Forensic Focus, um, which, you know, most, most things do. They all mm -hmm. end up on Forensic Focus, most of these releases and stuff. Uh, and it was celebrating saying that they're the Pioneer's, Pioneer's uh, industry-first remote mobile device data collection solution. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Marketing piece. There you yeah. go. 
you know, and it, we recognise the UFED stuff and some of the premium bits. They're good tools, you yeah. Know? And you know, most most people have them in their arsenal. Um, so a little bit of uh, marketing about this um, mobile device data collection solution. But then it seems to be proven controversial. <laughs> yeah, Mal Malcosoft were not happy with that statement. No, they no. weren't. They weren't. Um, so Yuri um, Gubanov, um yeah. is, is very active on social media. He is, yeah. Very active in, in promoting Valkosoft and, and talking about these kind of things. Um, and, and yeah, there was a very much dispute. He's very much disputed this claim. He has, um, yeah. And said that Belkosoft were ahead. And he said... His comment was, um, I don't know if we were necessarily the first, but we definitely did this a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah, 2019, I think. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah, I did write it down, I think. So, um, yeah, so the, there was uh, some comments on LinkedIn and also on the comments section of Forensic Focus, Focus for the article. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it does seem to have kind of caused some controversy. It has, <laughs> yes. yes. And it's a bit, kind of, it's one of those things that, you know, I mean, I don't like kind of, stirring things and, no. and all that but it's all out in public it's all out yeah. in the public domain isn't it it's like it's out there and and it was just a little bit hmm mm, um yeah so so what we've decided we're gonna you know we just just we're just the messengers here um don't shoot us um we're going to include a link to the forensic focus article and also going to include uh the belkosoft link yes. to their article um, and you can make up your own minds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's the safest position yeah. to be in right now. Um, but yeah, very interesting to see that um, that kind of little spat. But yes, that allows us to remain Teflon coated. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yes, not going to get in the middle of that one um, no. at all. <laughs> um, so moving swiftly on. Yes. Uh, so next one. Uh, it's. I, I find this quite, quite interesting because of NFTs. Yes, this which whole, are everywhere in the news. Exactly, they're all over the place. NFTs. I still don't really quite get. No, them. my my brother messaged me asking what are NFTs because his son had been taught about it, and his son is second year in high school, so teenager mm -hmm. sort of age. Mm -hmm. They are being taught about NFTs in high school. Wow! And apparently, there's some site where you can create NFTs. Oh, okay. Um, so. I think my nephew is hoping he's going to be the next millionaire with his created NFT, which... Yeah, it's like, it's because it's, it's effectively like blockchain-based kind of digital, digital yeah. kind of yeah. authenticity type yeah. stuff over... And there's been a lot of talk about yeah. a lot of content from gaming going to NFT as well, isn't there? Obviously, yeah, the news, I, yeah. yeah, I need to get my head around it and yeah. read it. But the, the, the article that was of interest was HMRC, so um, so basically the, the revenue and customs for the UK, um, HMRC. Uh, they've seized, as part of one of their investigations, they've done a news, art, a news piece on it with the BBC, um, seizes NFT for the first time, so they've actually seized these digital assets yes. as part of their investigation uh, in a in a one and a half million pound fraud case. Yeah. So not the hugest of sums when it comes to in, in, in kind of when you look at some of the work that they do and yeah. the, the, the kind of money's involved. But yeah, the fact they've actually seized NFTs. Yeah. and they're the first UK law enforcement body to seize it. Yes. Yes, so. I don't know if anyone else has. I don't yeah. know if any other authorities have. Um, be interested to hear. Yeah. So if anyone knows of any, then that'd be really cool. But yeah, I just thought that was really quite yeah, fascinating. That is quirky. They are they are ahead of the game. Yeah, uh, HMRC and yeah, 
they're putting the investment in and they are becoming very digitally savvy. Yeah. Um, I don't know, you know, they've done a lot of digital forensics training recently. Yeah. So, but there's lots of people. So, fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was very interesting, that article. Um, next one, bulk extractor. Um, I'm pretty sure anyone who's used digital forensics tools for the last however long is at some point used bulk extractor or, yeah. or kind of had it in your toolkit or you've heard about it at the very least if you haven't go check it out um so it's a, a, a open source freely available yep. tool you can go and, and uh, download uh since some garfinkel um it's got a repo on github yeah uh, you can go along. It's just released version two point zero point zero. Zero. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's been sat on one point five for a long time. Yeah. Um, so you could you've got the command line version and the GUI versions. Um, there's the BE viewer, the bulk extractive viewer. Mm -hmm. um, so the release that you just put out, uh, you need people to help test it. Um, and provide feedback and various other bits and pieces. So uh, I would fully encourage people to go and have a look, go check it out, um, go and download some of the source material. Yeah. I don't think he's put it into an install package or no, executable package. I think it's still just his raw source. Yes, it is. Um, so it needs to be compiled and things. But I think I think a lot of the files you can just drop into and replace yeah. the 1.5 files. Yes. And then it will work with 2.0. So. Um, Go check that out. Give uh, some sort of a hand and help out and contribute because um, that looks really quite cool. Yeah, um, it's a great tool. Bulk Extractor is brilliant, and apparently the new release has added loads of stuff to it. So and it's open source. Woo. And it's open source. Woo. Yeah. Love it. Um, so so yeah, check the link out for the uh, the links for the uh, in the description for that one. Uh, next one. Oh, we got a lot of news this this month. There is a lot of news. Um, this one. Uh, this was just purely out of, I just found this one quite an interesting little read, actually. Um, well, I, I, I certainly learned six. about, yeah, I certainly yeah. learned about it at university years ago. Yes. You probably did as well. I and did indeed. It, so you understand the need and the requirement for it. But yeah. It just doesn't seem to have been deployed. That's fully. it. So you always see references to IP version 6, and yeah. there are some places that use it, but most don't. Everything pretty much falls back to IP4. Yeah. Um, and yeah, someone's done a blog and, and done some testing and stuff, and, and identified a number of like very very big. Yeah, sites. I was I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, um, places like Reddit and Hacker News and Twitter and GitHub yeah. that are not IP6 ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't work. Um, so, so yeah, I found that very very interesting. Yeah. So go and have that a, a little bit of read. It goes it goes into a bit of detail. Um, uh, uh, and actually some of it I was kind of like well I can't, actually I'm not really a network engineer so mm. some of it I was like oh okay over um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah go check that one out that was quite interesting um, I mean 25 years old IP versions yeah that, I think. that's quite scary isn't it yeah but... 25 years old and it's still not widely deployed no. uh, or whether it's deployed uh, configured yeah. and set up properly that's probably a better way of putting it um, but yeah have a check of that one out um, the next one, um, as you know, I'm a Linux groupie, um, so I'm always kind of keeping tabs on like its FOSS and all those kind of open source yeah. and kind of news outlets and things like that. Um, and they did an article on uh, Internext or Inter NXT, yeah. or however you want to pronounce it, uh, which is based uh, 
kind of cloud, open source cloud service based, uh, I think in Spain or France or something like that, somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Um, in mainland Europe. Um, and yeah, it got a completely decentralized Web3 uh, ready, secure, encrypted cloud environment that is entirely open source. Yeah. Which I was like, that's. It's interesting cool. how they transfer the data, isn't it? It is, it is. So, so no single, because it's so decentralized with Web3 elements and things. So everything's encrypted at source before it's sent up to cloud. Yeah. Um, and it's broken into shards and all, no, no single file is held on a sp single server at any given yeah. time. So the servers that are distributed in this decentralized approach, they all hold individual shards that are all encrypted of every single file. Good luck, law enforcement. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I made a note here, didn't I? Like, imagine the implications for forensics if yeah. people started using that. Um, yeah. That's definitely a live acquisition job, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a... <laughs> can you imagine placing... Trying to work that one yeah, out. Trying to, trying to rebuild it. Um, and apparently if the, 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 the keys are all stored um, locally, um, uh, as far as I'm aware, um, and if the yeah, if you lose those, nothing is stored bye -bye. by yeah. the service provider. So it's literally yeah. files done. Um, so yeah, check that one out. If you're into your security and cloud security, then it might be worth having a look. Um, it's still being developed. It's uh, still relatively early stages. So th there are lots of things they've said is coming or things that are coming, yeah. but they're not there yet. Uh, Next one, you're the you, oh, if next one, you're the Mac boy among us. Yeah, so <laughs> Apple reportedly going to be releasing an M2 chip with four new Macs this year. Yes, so um, so the M2 chip that's been because they're they're obviously trying to get away from Intel. They've, yeah, they, the reliance on Intel Silicon, um, and so yeah, they, they've kind of got their M1 chips already. Um, they've got the M2 chips coming out, and they're apparently going to be going into the. Um, reportedly, not confirmed, yeah. but reportedly going to go into the 13-inch MacBook Pros, Mac Mini, 24-inch iMac, um, and a redesigned MacBook Air, apparently. Yeah, that'll probably take you down to one USB-C port. That's the redesign. <laughs> yeah. No, or you, or you have to pay extra for the USB-C port. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Optional extra, yeah. Yeah, everything else is done remotely and wirelessly. Yeah. Yeah, why do you want a port? Why do you want a port? Yeah. Ugh. And um, I like the bottom part of what you link to, um, the iOS 15.4, <laughs> and which I can confirm because I'm running that on my on one of my test devices. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does come with face mask friendly face ID, mm. and it's a bit hit and miss. Yeah. But to be honest, we don't in the UK tomorrow. So we're recording this Wednesday, the 23rd of February. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, COVID in the UK is no more. Yeah, the government have stopped pretty much everything. Yeah, so no face masks are required. Personally, I'm, I will still use them in confined yeah, spaces. Exactly, yeah. um, There's but, no isolation anymore. No. If but, you're Apple vaccinated. Have, but Apple have released this update for face masks. Yeah. Too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't, can't read the market. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but, but yeah, when you're using it, hmm. it now tells you to make sure that you look down. Oh, right. So I'm thinking it does it on your eyes. Well, it must be because yeah. everything is covered up, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But that's what it says. It it tells you to focus with your eyes and look down. So okay, okay. It does scare me just how much how good their um, AI engine is. Mm. The kind of the facial recognition. Yeah. Stuff and, like the, the photos and stuff. That yeah. It even records um, the actual position within the photo. 
So it gives you X and, from the photos as you like, you can pull out the X and Y coordinates of where they've identified the person. So yeah, scary stuff. Yeah, terrifying stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had that previous discussion about SQ Lite, uh, photos of SQ Lite. Yeah, no, it's a beast. It's, it's a beast, beast. Getting bigger. Um, um, but there is, and we haven't linked to this, but I've seen it on the Discord channel that, um, and I can't remember the user's name, hmm. but they have released a GitHub repo of queries for that database. Uh, okay. So I will, before we publish, I'll try and, dig out and I'll put a link to it because there's some brilliant queries in there. I think I saw something about that actually. Yeah. Now you mention it. And it's for iOS, I think back to 13, 14 and 15. So yeah. yeah so. I don't think I saw it on Discord. I think I saw it on Twitter. Maybe it's Twitter. I think. I can't remember. No, no, I'm pretty sure it's Discord. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I, I know what you mean. So um, yeah, if we if you get that, it'd be yeah. brilliant. Um, awesome. Uh, right then, next one was more just because it's cool. It was quite cool. Yeah. Um, not really. I've, I've kind of shoehorned it into forensic. Yeah, <laughs> I like this. So it's German in. Shoehorned it in. Um, but there was a an article that was kind of like linked to IEEE. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, the the electronics people, kind of the standards yeah. people. All that. Um, so they've uh, done an article on satellite imagery for everyone. Which, bearing in mind that most of the time we default to Google Maps yeah. or something like that, um, and Google Earth and things like that. Um, I didn't know, I, I, after reading this, this article, um, I didn't realise that there, there's actually a number of different open sources that you can go to for these satellite images mm -hmm. um, all over the globe, um, very, very up to date, done, you know, kind of, they've got open hubs and stuff so you can effectively just download stuff and view yeah. stuff and whatever and zoom in and zoom out um, and all the lower resolution ones are freely accessible which is essentially your Google Maps kind yeah. of level of, of um, capability but you can actually pay extra and you can go down to the point of um, I think it's like one pixel representing 25 centimeters square yeah. which is effectively like a laptop Tom. One pixel representing that, yeah. and it, you can zoom into that level of resolution crazy. on these things. I'm like, what? Yeah. But the the way I shoehorned it, as you see, <laughs> was I started kind of questioning. It's like, oh, imagine the possibilities for law enforcement um, mm. if if you needed yeah. to have that level of resolution. So I included it anyway. I just thought it was yeah, it's almost getting um, to the great film Enemy of the State. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's an old film. It is an old film. That's a very old film. Yeah. That must be 90s? Yeah, it must be. Um, yeah, it must yeah. be. Yeah. But then, I am feeling old today because one of our colleagues said, referred to me as knowing about the 70s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think he's quite grasped uh, the no. concept of age. <laughs> Millennials. <laughs> yeah. Bless him. And, and and his other comment was the best, wasn't it? We were talking about what, an old episode that we'd, we'd done, and oh, he, yes. he he piped up and said, "Oh, I actually listen listen to that." Yeah. One. It's like, oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for doing us a favour. Cheers. Not gonna yeah. not gonna say his name, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was quite. <laughs> he didn't realise what he'd said, did he? No. <laughs> he did try and backtrack. He did try yeah, and backtrack. But the damage was done. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
next time he's not looking, I'm peeling our laptop sticker off his laptop. You mean he doesn't deserve it? No. No. He doesn't? No, not for that. Not for that. Um, where were we? <laughs> it's your turn to go on a tangent now. It is. Um, well, we can when we talk about the next article, because we'll talk about Bluey again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You go, go for it. You do it. So, thankfully, we weren't stung by... Josh Hickman. <laughs> he was and very kind to he us. He was very kind. He actually <laughs> gave us the heads up this time. <laughs> and um, he also tried to coerce Phil into watching Bluey. He so did. Very good. Did. Um, yes. Um, I haven't. I'm sorry. No. I, I don't have children. <laughs> I don't need children. <laughs> but yeah, so Josh has released part two of the state of Android health data. He has. And... Um, yeah, this is doctorate level stuff. It's, it really is. It's detailed. Yeah. And comprehensive and very well written. Yeah. As always. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't want to harp on too much because we seem to quite a lot. And yeah. I also love, you know, I know yeah. you just brought that up, I love the little red panda gif, the kind of, yeah, I love it. On, on the gymnast rings, yeah. 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 It's, it's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it is really, really cute. Yeah. I, I do like the gifts that Josh chooses. It's always very, yeah, very apt. Always very apt. Um, but yeah, f- another fantastic uh, yeah. article by him. Um, so. But yeah, but again, I, I look at the data and Josh, how are you getting the time to go on these runs and write these articles as well as run your household and family and work for Croc? How? I know. And his split times are really good. Yeah, they are. <laughs> He's clearly in good shape. Yeah. Oh, I'm not jealous at all. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, to, and we'll move on to the next article, which is also your favourite OS. And what is it saying about your favourite OS? I know. So hackers exploiting infected Android devices to register disposable accounts. Oh. It's basically an article... Um, <laughs> which uh, I picked up from Hacker News, so you might have seen it already, but we'll put a link to it. But, um, yeah, I was just reading it. It's, it's kind of highlighting some of the flaws and problems with SMS verification, yeah. which is fair enough, because it is a flawed system. Mm. Um, but it's still so commonly used. Very commonly used, yes. Uh, if you haven't yet, if you've got the option to move over to an authenticator app, at yeah. the very least, just yeah. do that. But, yeah, there's so many places that use SMS verification, yeah. and it's just it's been broken for a long time. Yeah. Um, but the article's really, really good um, in explaining why mm-hmm. and uh, how um, fraudsters and hackers and stuff are, are, are exploiting the system. Yeah. So it's it's a good, interesting read. So I would encourage people to have a look at that one. Um, then uh, another Hacker News article, the next two are actually Hacker News articles that I found that I thought were quite cool. Um, You've seen this one as well, haven't yeah. you? Um, so redacted documents. So um, kind of obviously we do it a lot in legal profession, in, in policing, in, in law enforcement. Um, have to redact a lot of documents. Um, and uh, there's a tool, and we'll put a link out to the GitHub repo for it yeah. as well. Um, there's a tool that can brute force pixelated redacted text. Yeah, and bring it back to life. And bring it back to life. Um, and it's just out there and it's freely available. Um, the advice is if you're redacting text, don't pixelate it. Yeah, solid black Solid bars. block. Mm. Solid block um, the whole lot out. Um, but yeah, I just, I, there's a, on the actual uh, article, there's some uh, looping GIFs that kind of show some of the 
kind of calculations going on with this. And it's really clever. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I wish I was as clever as some of these people. <laughs> it just, it, when I read the article, it made me think, how many, how much have I redacted you some pixelation? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, the I know that my old force, they've come moved over to, um, I think they're doing a lot of Adobe stuff, doing mm -hmm. their redacting thing. Yeah. And they, I know that on their redaction stuff, they actually do solid blocks yeah. redaction, um, which is absolutely fine. Yeah. But yeah, um, I know what you mean. It's kind of mm. like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you only know what you know at the time. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, imagine if there's any like publicly released documentation that's open to the mm. public now that has been redacted, but someone has redacted it historically using yeah. some pixelation. That could all now theoretically yeah. be broken. Yeah. We would be able to find out that there's aliens and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't you start. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you be telling me that the earth is flat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to get onto that kind of thing. We'll start making enemies. There'll be some people listening who are kind of... You yeah. Can, so you never know. Um, we've got to stay neutral in these things. We have. Uh, Teflon. Yeah, Teflon. we're staying neutral wherever we are on around the globe. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so then moving swiftly on from that one. Oh, it's called Unredactor. Yeah. <laughs> Quite that's, to the that's point. That's what it says on the tin. <laughs> I like it. Um, the last uh, article that we're talking about was uh, Google bringing privacy sandbox to Android to limit sharing of user data. Yeah, uh, which I think um, many people probably knew that was that was already in the process. Go that way, yeah. I think, um, but it's they've already done a lot in terms of restricting or blocking third-party cookies. Yeah, um, and the privacy sandbox. It's kind of similar to some of the stuff that Apple have been doing. Yeah, um, already with some of their bits, but it's. I think they're looking at. Um, I think with the Apple ones now, before an app does anything, is and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong on this, but isn't it that um, the user gets explicitly asked whether or not they approve they do, yeah. for the privacy stuff um, and all the cookies yeah. and whatever. And, uh, and I um, think Google sort of counteracted Apple saying that they're in discussions with developers to introduce this rather than just Apple forcing it. Yes, yeah. so Apple just went, there you go, There's, as yeah. they always do. It's yeah. like, we've changed everything and you've got to live with it. Um, whereas Google have kind of... Got to work with the developers, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and also rep re respecting the fact that they actually, if they bring this in too heavily, then it's actually going to have massive revenue implications for yeah. advertising, for social media. I think, I mean, I'm not going to lose any sleep over the fact that Meta said that they would lose like 22 million or billion or something yeah. every yeah. in annual revenue. They, they probably like, lose uh, that behind the sofa now. Yeah. So. My heart bleeds. Yeah, um, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I mean, just don't make, don't try and make your money off of nefarious kind of underhanded exactly kind yeah. of tracking. Um, but anyway, so uh, so yes, yeah, so that, that's quite an interesting read actually. So if you're interested in in like privacy and uh, all that kind of advertising kind of links and ties and all the kind of stuff that happens in the back end um, of some of these apps, then then go and have a little bit of a yeah. read of that one. Um, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah. <sighs> A lot of news. A, um, yeah. There was, just make people aware that the last episode contained a lot of links. Um, yes. And 
I think it on YouTube they were all included from the show notes. Yes. But I think when I uploaded the audio side, I couldn't. There was a maximum text allowance, so some of them weren't included. So right. if you tried to find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., and you couldn't, please go to the YouTube channel, and that will always have the full links. Cool. Because I. Awesome. I'm predicting this might be the same. It might well be the same. I mean, yeah, that, that had a lot of text on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe so. you should use some, uh, kind of use some of the bit.ly links or something, or the tiny yeah. URLs or something. We should oh, probably yeah. convert them all, maybe. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Yeah. More effort. But there we go. Uh, right. Yes. Wow, that was a long news section. It was. But I'm okay with it. Should we bring in our special guest? <laughs> our non-existent <laughs> fake special guest. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, okay, fine. Um, let's do a, let's cut to it anyway, and yeah. we'll see what happens. Okay. And we're back. And we're back. And we've pressed record again. Yes, and you've got the... So we've got our special guest in, and um, we've got Bill from representing for mobile. <laughs> <laughs> so, what for listeners and viewers who haven't been out to the Four Mobile website or aware of it? What what is Four Mobile? That, my friend, is a very good question. Um, I've been asking myself it as well. <laughs> what exactly is Four Mobile? It's, uh, it's quite complicated. Um, so Four Mobile. I don't know if anyone has. Had a look at it, um, then then fantastic. I really encourage everyone to go and check it out. Um, if you haven't, then we will include the link to the Four Mobile website. Um, but it's it's a, effectively been a European funded project. They've mm-hmm. actually funded this show um, as well. The the initial parts of it from a supporting the community kind of yeah. kind of working with uh, industry and the community and so on. Um, but it's a it's effectively a European project that started around three years ago um, for um, mobile forensics specifically, um, and uh, to try and pr- bring into effect um, tools and standards mm-hmm. for mobile forensics for law enforcement um, to support law enforcement from crime scene to court. Yeah, that's that's essentially it. So there's huge. There's I think something like. Uh, eight or nine work packages as part mm-hmm. of the project as a yeah. whole. I might be wrong, there might be more, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but the siren's going in the background. Um, but uh, I've worked on um, a number of the work packages. Um, some of them have been around developing tools, some of them have been around uh, developing training, so like I say, some of them have been around standards yeah. and, and all that kind of thing. Um, so we've talked about some of it before. Um, we're talking about kind of like the, the was it the six steps? Yes. Um, yeah, in episode two of Heather, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. exactly. So that that kind of work has been kind of partially incorporated uh, into Four Mobile. Um, there's been a huge amount of work on the standard side, which um, I think we're going to be talking about either next episode or the episode after, because mm-hmm. it's due for release very very soon. Um, around mobile standards and yeah, kind of, and the best part is it's free. It's going to be for, free. Yeah, because mobile was funded. Absolutely. So. so it's it's going to be essentially like a, like an ISO standard, um, but specifically developed for mobile forensics yeah. 
um, and the idea is that it's going to become, or they would like it to become an international standard. Um, and there's all sorts of things included in it. It's yeah. it's really really quite comprehensive. So um, so that's been really fascinating and fun to work work on. Um, the majority of the stuff that I've been doing has been in training. Um, no surprise there. Yeah, <laughs> it's like my day job. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I've, I've been supporting the consortium uh, directly as part of what's work package seven is the the training work package, um, and the idea is that we were to develop a novel and new cr uh, curriculum for digital forensics for mm -hmm. people to kind of go from zero to hero kind of thing yeah. um, from different backgrounds and for different different specialisms within the industry and that when I say that I mean including things like prosecutors yeah um, kind of legal representatives everyone who has to deal with exactly yeah, yeah. people yeah. who are in the courtroom people who are doing the examinations mm -hmm. people who are managing yeah. people who do forensics and things like that so there's lots of different branches to it um, and I'll remind myself from my screen and cheat. Um, and you, with the training, we had uh, effectively four different levels and layers of the training. So it um, starts off at kind of no experience required, no prerequisites, nothing at all other than you need to be in law enforcement and you need to, uh, I think some of it's actually open to the likes of academia and yeah. kind of non-law enforcement and a lot of the work that some of uh, your colleagues, um, and my my previous colleagues uh, with NSAB have kind of helped with some of that um, in looking at the confidentiality side of things mm -hmm. and what can and cannot be released publicly yeah. and what needs to be kept with law enforcement, uh, which is understandable. Yeah, of course. Um, so there, but there's four different levels of the training, um, and, and I think if I remember rightly, um, I think all of the initial entry level stuff is almost entirely uh, available and um, to everyone yeah. um, there's certain sections of it which are going to be made confidential mm -hmm. um, but most of it's going to be absolutely yeah. fine and then as you go up through that you, you kind of you the idea is that you can progress through the whole curriculum so you can actually complete some of the initial training we've got what four courses on the initial um, mobile forensics fundamentals and best practices uh, which is entirely online, self-paced, no no face-to-face -face or live training. You can do it at your own pace. Um, there's the uh, mobile forensics for prosecution and judges, yeah. uh, which again, which is, has been missing for years. It has been. Has, yes, yeah. I must admit, um, I haven't seen that one myself. That was written by um, some of the guys over in uh, Fourth, mm -hmm. uh, I believe. So uh, yeah, so they're based over in Greece. Huh. Um, they actually wrote some of that one. Um, and uh, mobile forensics for management, yeah, again, again, really, yeah. really useful. Um, and it's more of an awareness thing, so people can understand how to best support and manage their staff yeah. doing forensics. Um, and then there's mobile forensics using four mobile tools. So as I say, some of the work packages revolve around building tools. So whether it's hardware or software-based tools mm -hmm. to support law enforcement, the idea yeah. is that those tools are freely available, yeah. um, which is great. Yeah. Um, they were very ambitious. Some of them haven't quite worked out, kind of as maybe we're, we're hoping or expecting, mm -hmm. um, but uh, there has been some really really great developments yeah. in there. So uh, a lot of my work uh, was well, I was actually asked partway through the project, even though it wasn't originally my what I was meant to be doing. Um, I was asked if I wouldn't mind helping out build the tools course, yeah, essentially, 
which again is, is entirely online. Um, it utilizes various software simulations that I've put together and built mm -hmm. and, and kind of where we've kind of introduced hardware and things like that. Yeah. Um, it includes a number of videos and references and demonstrates how stuff works yeah. and that kind of thing. So it's trying to make it interesting, interactive, look nice, kind of be quite quite fun to kind of go through. Um, and there's like sample files, the software you can download, there's yeah. links or exercises. So everything they need. Yeah. Everything they need. Um, there is a full mobile, one of the things that I helped them set up was a full mobile learning management system uh, which is now up and running, and uh, I don't know who you necessarily need to speak to at this stage to get access because it's currently going through a pilot program. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a, the idea is that a number of people are going to be trained in how to be a trainer yeah. um, for the classroom-based stuff. Um, there's a capture the flag set up oh, for cool. um, like a kind of yeah kind of war games kind of scenario -y type thing yeah. um so that's all been built and set up and that's part of the training so the trainers who are going to be doing the first pilot side of things they're currently going or have been going through the, the ctf program um, i know there's a number of people who listen to the show who love the ctfs yeah um again i haven't sat through it myself personally uh, but i have seen the site and kind of kind of i've seen a lot of things that they've put together for it so it's it's quite it's quite cool um, and it's it covers a lot of the information taught in the entry level course content. Yeah. So you complete the entry level course content of all of those courses, you'll be able to answer all the questions and kind of complete some of the so exercises. So it gives you the building blocks to get there. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and obviously, as always, it's interactive. You get sample files, you get data. It mm -hmm. talks about investigations and like mock investigations. Yeah. And you have to find all the keys and all the hash values and various other yeah. bits and stuff like that. So. All quite cool. Um, uh, then there's meant to be a campus week. So the whole idea is the next stage is once you've done the entry level stuff, you'd actually go on a week's live face to face yep. training. Um, because of COVID, that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> that was meant to happen before. Um, so uh, that's actually all been done virtually now. So that's okay. all been done remotely. And that's another reason why the CTF ended up becoming a bigger part of it than yeah. we were expecting. Um, because that the people who went on the campus week have been taught how to then host and support and facilitate other people doing the CTF yeah. in their organisations. The whole idea is that it's meant, you're meant to be like be able to self serve effectively, mm -hmm. um, and then it starts getting onto some of the more complicated stuff. Um, so some bits are law enforcement only. Yeah. So. I don't know how much I can talk about. Um, yeah, don't get in trouble. No, no. So, so there's. I mean, so, so a lot of this stuff is is actually on the website, but um, I can't remember if this is the, the, the one that I've actually got on my screen is one of the ones on the website, or whether it's one of the ones internally. Yeah. I can't remember. I probably should have checked that first. Yes. But just to be on the safe side, I'm not going to talk, talk about, about some it. of the bits yeah. that I can't talk about necessarily publicly. Um, but there, there's all sorts of bits in there around kind of not just. Uh, your standard stuff, but you know, looking at advanced SQ light stuff. You're looking at mobile phone repairs. You're looking at analysis, scientific analysis, and statistical analysis, mm -hmm. and things of various data sets. Um, you're looking at like uh, online acquisition, tool testing, kind of yeah. practices, um, 
Uh, and you're even looking at like some malware investigation stuff and various other bits and pieces like yeah. that. So it's it's quite a comprehensive program. I think some of it is still being written by some of the the academic uh, academics who've been involved. Um, but uh, yeah, all the entry level stuff and the campus week CTF, mm -hmm. all that kind of that's already there and, yeah. and ready to go pretty much. Um, which is really cool. Mm, um, it is cool. So when it eventually gets released to everybody, um, it's basically a, a, a huge set of training that people can kind of go and do. Um, I don't think it's necessarily going to replace a lot of the existing certification training. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's going to replace kind of uh, with a lot of places where they've got ISO requirements yeah. for competency. Um, I still think people are going to have to go sent on their training courses yeah. and, and various other things to get that competency. But it's it's a nice freebie to have yeah. that people can go and do and complete um, to give them awareness of some of the kind of fundamentals mm -hmm. and the best practices and things like that in a number of different areas. Yeah. So it's yeah, it, it should be really nice to kind of to have access to eventually. Um, in relation to the stuff that I was doing, one of the things that I did want to, well, I wanted to talk about, but also um, I've been asked to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is entirely self-directed, given that they've been paying the bill. Yeah. Like, can you please talk about that work you've done uh, on one of the pods? So it's like, okay, fine, we can do that, which is why we're doing it now. Um, but the tools course that I've built, um, I just wanted to kind of mention some of the things that are in there, I suppose. Yeah. Um, just so people have a bit of awareness. So it's, like I say, it's all, all online. It's broken essentially down into three parts, three components. Mm -hmm. um, so the way I've split it up is part one is acquiring the data. Part two is importing and decoding the data. Yeah. And part three is analyzing the data. Logical steps there. Logical steps. <laughs> um, I wanted to try and be logical. Yeah. Um, Makes in, sense. In one set. Yeah, in many senses. So, um, so some of the four mobile tools that are in there. Um, there's a anti forensic system, um, which I got sent a prototype of. It's a bit of hardware, which is quite cool. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's actually looking at protecting. Uh, forensic workstations and forensic tools from uh, dangerous devices, mm -hmm. from those devices that might do like a power surge or kind of, you know, like yeah. killer USBs and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's specifically designed uh, uh, around kind of preventing some of those issues and just basically giving you almost like, almost like your right blocker, you can kind of be reassured that mm -hmm. everything's okay. Yeah. This is another bit of kit that you can put between your kind of potentially malicious device and your forensic workstation, mm -hmm. it won't prevent you doing any extractions or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It will just give you an indicator as to whether or not there's any danger. And if there are things like dangerous surges and things, it will actually prevent them being right. pushed through. Um, so I was sent a prototype of this, very cool. Um, uh, and there are videos of it being used on the site and things like that. Um, and it goes into the detail as to how it works and operates yeah. and all that stuff so it's cool. it, that's quite cool quite interesting um, and on that um, module I've because I've broken this all down, down into modules um, I've gone into other anti-forensic stuff and mm -hmm. talked about various things that you might yeah. encounter um, kind of whether it's computer forensics mobile forensics whatever it is kind yeah. of talking a lot about that uh, and the way people try to uh, get around forensics or counter forensics yeah. or whatever so that's all quite cool. Um, there's a part of the full mobile project called Clone Acquire. Um, 
I don't know who came up with the names, but it's yeah. That's what it and is. And it's there's the the way it's you can see in the, yeah, the yeah. document. The way it's actually written is like a lot of capital letters, but there's like a lowercase letter in the middle. Yeah. Um, it's just strange. I don't know why. I don't know. Somewhat. I'm sure there was a really good reason yeah. for that uh, when it was being designed. Um, and it's the same as the cloud extract. There's a cloud extract tool. Yeah. Um, exactly the same. Cloud X. Tract and the cloud and the tract are in yeah, capitals yeah. and X is lower. I don't understand why, but I'm not paid to understand that bit. I just kind of yeah, I'm sure some went along with it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure but there'll be people shouting. That's it. That's as, it. As, that's what it is. That's yeah. why. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll probably get a load of angry emails now. Yeah, and, uh, messages. But never mind. Uh, so clone acquire. Um, there was a load of research done. Um, obviously, clone devices aren't anything new. They're mm -hmm. something that's been they've been around for quite a long time. Um, I know we used to teach it, you know, many years ago. Various clone devices and, and fake fake iPhones yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, a lot of research was done. Uh, a lot of uh, trips to various countries where a lot of clone and fake sold, devices yeah. are sold. Um, a lot of those devices were purchased. Um, as part of the project, and then research done on them, um, mm. and so I think it was something like over two or three hundred additional profiles yeah. for various different uh, commonly found clone devices yeah. in various parts of Europe. Because obviously it's a European-funded project, um, they they've now all been developed and, and integrated into various products and stuff. So um, the tool of choice for the full mobile project that uh, for the consortium members was XRY. Yeah. Because uh, MSAB were one of the big key um, parts of that. So a lot of those profiles are now already in XRY. Yeah. Um, so so that's pretty cool. So that module they talk about we talk about clones and clone devices and what you mm -hmm. can and can't expect and all that kind of thing. Um, then there's a tool, this Cloud Extract that I mentioned. I quite like that. Yeah, um, you showed me today. I was working on it cool. today. I was working mm -hmm. on a software simulation to incorporate into the, the, the training, so you can actually use the tool um, and and very much interact with with the interfaces for the, the different tools um, without having to download and install anything. So it's all yeah. done in the browser because it's simulated. So nice, nice and straightforward. Um, but yeah, that one um, is a tool that was written that allows you to effectively um, customize and use uh, APIs to write your own Python scripts, mm -hmm. and you can point the tool at the Python scripts, and it works with a lot of, with other forensic products to then be able to do your extraction of that. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool. Um, and what I really like about it is that you're not purely relying on a vendor to release an update to a yeah. cloud API that changes yeah. overnight. Because you can change you it. You can change it, yeah. as, long as, you, as long as you read the documentation, understand how the API works, it yeah. just goes for it. So um, so I think that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so that's that's all up and ready. Um, I, importing and decoding the data was part two. Um, I really wanted to kind of get people to understand the difference between extracting data and decoding yes. data because mm -hmm. um, that's sometimes especially people new to the industry that's sometimes something that people do struggle with yeah um, and understanding that some of the tools will extract and decode blah and then other tools will extract and they'll decode on the fly mm -hmm. or whatever and, and everyone does it differently yeah, yeah. everyone's got their own reasons for, for the way that they do things um, 
so there's a whole section on there about understanding the decoding process. And then Formobile came up with a uh, few different tools, one called Dump Importer, one called Dump Decoder, yeah. uh, and one called Dump Analysis Tool. Um, a lot of, dumps. I don't want to say it, a lot of dumps. A lot of dumps. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we talk about all of those, uh, all of those different tools and uh, the way they work, the way they operate. Uh, some of them are independent, some of them are built into existing tools. Yeah. Um, so that's all pretty cool. And that, that, there's, that works quite closely with some of the new profiles that have been developed and some of the new analysis and research yeah. that's been done. Um, and there's been a lot of work been done on some of the new, a lot of the new Android decoding um, through research as part of the project through a number of different consortium yeah. members. That's all been incorporated, for instance, into the dump decoder and things like that. So um, all pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Um, then the analyzing the data um, as part of the, the, the course, there's kind of talk about data analysis in forensics in general. Mm -hmm. um, but then there was um, three other mobile, four mobile tools that were developed. Um, one was a malware analysis platform. Um, that is, I think it's still at the moment, it's not for public release yet. It's still being developed by some yeah. of the um, some of the developers, and I think it's Academia. I think yeah. who built it. There's so many strings of malware analysis. So, so, so. so many. Um, but the idea is, and I, I have I have seen it working. Um, it's just at the moment it's uh, an enclosed environment. Yeah. Um, so it's it's available, but you have to be on a certain network for VPNs and various other stuff. But it will eventually be publicly mm -hmm. available for law enforcement. Um, but the idea is that essentially it will plumb into various mobile forensic tools um, and you can, rather than having to rely on kind of doing your own almost like a malware sweep of mm -hmm. your files that you've extracted, yeah. um, it will work with the different file format containers um, and analysis bits that you've kind of got with some of the software and it will um, you can effectively point your forensic tool at this malware analysis tool on the cool. internet, um, and it will do an analysis of the data you send it. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know exactly how it's going to look in the long run. I don't know what the plan is for it, um, but it, it is pretty cool, um, uh, and it gives you a nice report, and you can build all these different malware analysis profiles and all sorts yeah. of cool stuff. So yeah, that's pretty funky. Um, as a semantic analyzer, uh, which I've put the thing context driven by intelligence. Yeah. Um, so again, that was an academic project um, that was done, and that's again plumbing into forensic tools, some semantic analysis of uh, data sets. Yeah. So being able to then go through, similar to how some of the tools, like for instance, um, Griffi. Yeah. Um, they've got Griffi Brain, I think. Which, um, so <laughs> which we, used, we used to, always used to call it Brian. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, Brian's working again. Um, so is it similar to what Apple's doing in the background? Yeah, so like yeah. the photos to SQLite, uh, where it's kind of analyzing all the yeah. info and kind of creating databases of it. It's it's that semantic analysis, so providing context to what it finds. Yeah. Um, so doing the image recognition, the textual recognition, kind of providing context to various chat threads and conversations and things like that by looking up various. And there's been a lot of research and a lot of work done on semantics mm -hmm. and how to analyze it effectively yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So they did send me a load of papers to read that I asked for for the background reading and there was a lot of information there. <laughs> 
Um, I think I understood about a third of it. Yeah. <laughs> you did well then, that's a third. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was a lot that went over my head and I was like, wow, there's some clever people going on talking about this one. So so that, um, so that the semantic analysis uh, kind of talks about that. And um, then there's also some forensic kind of practical exercises people mm -hmm. can do around like textual analysis and yeah. stuff as well. Um, and then the last thing is the, what's been deemed the four mobile visualizer. Okay. Um, which I don't know again the grand plans for it, but it, it, at the moment it uh, at the moment it plums into examine, um, and it uh, effectively allows you to do a lot of analysis of um, building profiles of individuals right. um, and uh, suspects or witnesses or victims and things like that, um, and you can effectively build up using the data that you've got. Um, kind of these kind of you know you can do these map uh, analysis maps and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff yeah. data uh, link analysis and things it, it's kind of working alongside some of the existing products and tools um, to support those and it's difficult to explain and contextualize really mm -hmm. um, but it enriches all of that okay. information which is pretty cool yeah um, I look forward to seeing that yeah so there's I get there's loads of exercises that I've built in for in software simulations and various other stuff for the visualizer because yeah. there's quite a lot to it. Um, but yeah, there's there's some other tools as well that that were being worked on. Um, again, there's not I don't know what what I can really talk about. Some of them. No. So are, if if Phil's not on the next episode, he talked too much. I talk too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you never see me again. They're probably they're probably going to be quite happy about that actually. Cause I do <laughs> yes, <much. laughs> I do talk too much anyway. Just about everything. Um, but yeah, so there, so there's a yeah there's, there's a number of other tools. Um, what because I, I don't want to overset the mark. What I would suggest people do is visit the website. Yes, which we'll um, link. Yes, we will link to, and you can have a look at the project. You look at the yeah. updates, the how, how far it comes. They've released a number of papers. Mm -hmm. um, there's been some articles. Um, one of the other things I was involved with is, which is just coming out soon, um, or at least it's going, it's being published soon, I think. Um, it's with the publishers, but we, uh, a bunch of us collaborated to write a book. Um, and similar to um, the uh, file analysis handbook. Yeah. Um, so Joshua James could do the audible version. It could. Yeah. It could. Yes, but yes. yeah, similar to Brian Carrier's book on yeah. file system analysis, um, yeah. we've written a file format handbook. Um, uh, and so there's a load of different commonly found file formats, um, but they, a lot of us going into quite a lot of depth okay. in the analysis of it. Um, the one that I was given to mostly write and support um, was Realm databases. You love um, Realm. Yeah. You know that situation where you, you kind of like, you go to uni and you study something and you study something and then you never ever want to see it ever again. Java for me, but yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I never ever want to see another Realm database in my yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, people appear to have listened to you because apart from House Party, I can't say I've come across it. I know. Often. I know. I yeah. was asked through it because they're like, oh, this is probably going to be gonna quite be, big. Yeah. So we started doing all this work on it and you can't find them anywhere. No. Which I'm okay with. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, but if you want to have a read up on it, yeah. buy the book. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, yeah, it, it's, 
hopefully going to be useful for people. There's all sorts of file formats that are in there, though. And it's, it's so when's the book going to be released? Um, I don't know. We got we had an update recently. Uh, I think it was yesterday. I saw the update where the publishers they've got all the material. They're kind of happy with it. I think the final version is being produced, so it might be coming out sometime this year. I think. Um, so that's exciting. Yes, very exciting. Um, so yeah, so that's that's going to be quite cool. Um, uh, and there's been a number of academic papers and stuff that have been released as well. And I've, yeah. I've, um, I've actually been supporting some of those actually directly as well. So um, I think they're on, uh, is it El Selvia? El Selvia? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, the publishing. Yeah. 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 There's a few of them on there. So that's all quite cool. Um, one of the things that I did need to mention, um, and, and I'm going to say my favourite line, I'm conscious of time. Um, so... Because I know that a lot of people who are listening are going to be like, well, when can we access it? The training, the tools, all this mm -hmm. stuff, this cool, thing, this cool stuff that you're talking about, uh, when, when can we access it? How is it going to be released? Give, give me the free stuff. Yeah, give me the free stuff. Um, that, uh, as part of the project, that's called the exploitation. And not in terms of we're going to exploit this, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of how can this be effectively released and managed long term. Yeah. Uh, without necessarily imposing costs upon kind of organizations and people and things like that. Um, so we've been working out how to do that with the training side of things. Mm. Um, and the ECTEG, European Cybercrime Training and Education Group, um, we've been having conversations with them, or some of my former mobile colleagues have been having conversations with them um, recently, um, uh, and to just basically discuss, discuss transitioning um, the materials and the content um, from where they currently are, which is a pay-for platform, yeah. um, onto rather than kind of trying to find funding to keep that going, yeah. actually transferring all of the materials and the content onto the ECTEG's existing platforms. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they already deliver a lot of uh, free and pay-for training. Um, and their platform is already there. If they're willing to adopt it and uh, accept it, um, even if we have some kind of um, community contribution or you know, yeah. there's transfer of ownership of some of the materials or whatever it's going to be, um, but they've been really positive and they haven't necessarily said yes, definitely, or no, no we're not going to do it, but they've been really, really positive um, as a partner for the project. Yeah. Um, and I th I'm, I'm hopeful and optimistic that uh, they might actually allow us to migrate the content over to there. That'd be good. Um, so if that happens, then that should then become more widely available to everyone to access. Yeah. So that's good. That's the plan. That's the plan. I'm really conscious that I've been talking for yeah, a yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I think without being asked then, you've answered my questions. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. I, like, I like that. Um, I like that. But, but yeah, hopefully that's brought people up to speed. Certainly, mm. I've learned some things today. Um, and just, there's been some great work that's been done. It's been so, really, yeah. really good work. Um, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of uncertainty and kind of like some, sometimes a little bit of oh, the what project? Yeah. Who? Who was it? Well, um, COVID hasn't helped. COVID really that. hasn't helped. Um, but yeah, I think there's, there's been a lot, a lot of good work been, and a lot of time and effort have been, has been put in by a huge number of yeah. consortium members. Um, and it's it's like we keep harking on about constantly through through our pods, you yeah. know. And we're bash very passionate about it. it's that kind of community support and yeah. giving giving back to the community. Yeah. 
And that's that's what this project is all about. Exactly. Um, and funded directly by the European yeah. Union uh, with their funding. So, um, yeah, it's it's been really fun to be a part of it. It's been really enjoyable. It's been hard work at times. Um, occasionally stressful. <laughs> occasionally stressful. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I, I just really hope um, that everything that we've produced for people is going to become available soon so that it can start to make yeah. some difference, yeah. uh, make a difference to people and, and give them the, the training and education and the tools that they, they need. Yeah. Um, so if anyone has any questions or queries or thoughts or anything like that, um, by all means, feel free to reach out. Um, I might not have all the answers, but I can at least signpost you into the right people. Places, places, right people. Yeah. So um, I'm more than happy to, to do that if, yeah. if you want. So, yeah, so yeah. Sounds good. But there you go. Conscious of the time, so yes, we're very thank our special guest. Round of uh, applause. Yeah, and from a serious note, should we lead on to forensic faux pas? I think that's a very good idea. Yeah, faux pas time. <laughs> Part of the show, favorite part of the show, faux pas number 10. Number 10, yeah. Oh, well, actually, no, no, there's more, yeah, because we've had a couple, we've had a couple yeah. on some of them. Um, yeah, and I always, I'll never forget how excited Heather was to tell us like three. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> I've got another one, I've got another one, and we still need, we still need to get one from Alex. We do, we yeah. do, we do. I did message him, yeah, uh, sweet, but we'll we will try and get that maybe yeah. next, next time. Um, but yes, right, so. We have a confession. We like confessions. We do like confessions. But we'll keep them anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> there is a confession uh, for this this episode. Um, bear with me. There is a bit of a tale that's mm -hmm. been told here. A bit of a, a bit of a story has been written. Um, uh, and I'm going to need to overlay this with some music. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, uh, an unfortunate incident, uh, which might it might ultimately conclude in a. Oh, mm -hmm. kind of way, but I like the build-up. Yeah, I think it was quite, yeah. quite good. Um, so, our faux pas for this episode ten. One glorious summer's day, of recent years, there I was enjoying a quiet morning in the forensics lab, working on a report. We've all been there. Yeah. I'd not long come to the end of a long-winded computer investigation related to CSAM material and was pleased to be coming to the end of my work. Yeah. To that end, I was ready to take on a new job and almost excited to get my teeth into something new and fresh. Yeah, been there. Mm -hmm. Incidentally, and I love that they've included this. Yeah. Incidentally, that evening I was also out on a date to a rather nice restaurant. Nice. That I'd managed to somehow book. It was going to be, or set to be, sorry, a good day. Yeah. At this point, I was thinking, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we haven't got another stylus in. No. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't make it. Um, I can't tell you why. Yeah. Um, so, on this particular day, operations were underway with various house searches and warrants. Um, and so part of me was expecting a call to come in whereby a device would undoubtedly be brought to the office with those famous words, it's urgent. And we want everything. <laughs> we want everything. Yeah. 
You know how it is. Every yep. job's urgent. Yeah. They all want it yesterday. Yeah. They're all a priority. Mm-hmm. Of course so, they are. Which is the priority of priorities. That one. Yeah. Lo and behold, not long after the operations kick off, a call comes in. Whereby a senior officer on scene, I don't, this is the bit I don't believe, yeah. senior officer on scene. Exactly. It's <laughs> never going to happen. But a senior officer on scene um, has, uh, has excitedly reported the seizure of a smartphone. Mm-hmm. They proudly tell me how their officers had carefully and quickly packaged up the device in a Faraday bag and isolated it from any networks. Yeah, that's somewhat. That's uh, unbelievable. Yeah, but no, good on them. If they, well, they, they, they sound it. They sound like they've been on a course. Yeah, and they learned about network isolation. Mm-hmm. It was critical to the case, so could we start looking at it immediately? Yeah. I excitedly agreed and congratulated them on what sounded like a job well done. done. I agreed to wait for the device to be brought up. One by one, everyone started to clock off for the day, but still no device. We've all been there as yeah, well, haven't we? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I was clock-watching now as time was ticking and I needed to get away. I had that day. Yeah. That's definitely more important. Yeah. I call the teams on the ground and get reassured that it's on its way. It just got delayed. Just like those Amazon deliveries <laughs> that you wait in all day for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's turned up at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the tone of my reply was becoming slightly frustrated, but if it arrived quickly, then I could still do what I had to before clocking off the shift. Another hour passes. I am now starting to worry about the time, but just as I'm about to call the team back to highlight the urgency, the device is eventually brought up to the office and as described is packaged in a Faraday bag. Okay, fair enough. We've got the device now. Brilliant. In fact, it was so well packaged in this bag that it more resembled something you'd receive from Santa than a seized mobile phone. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I asked how they had isolated the device, and they said that they had simply placed the device in a Faraday bag as they seized it in a rush. Yeah. I was less impressed with this approach, but equally, it was manageable. We had a Faraday box, so I could do what I needed to do. Yeah, fair. I did the relevant paperwork before picking, placing the device into the Faraday box and begin to uh, began to get to work, painstakingly stripping away layers of wrapping and material and trying to get through to the phone inside. <laughs> it sounds like a pass the parcel. Yeah. yeah, it's just like layers and layers yeah, of stuff. a rubbish present that you don't want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's like a cracker toy that comes yeah. out at Christmas or something. Yeah. Eventually, 20 minutes from delivery of the device, I could begin to see a screen. (laughs) How well was this wrapped? Yeah. Finally, I thought, just a few more actions to go, and I get the device on and working, retrieving the finished product first thing in the morning. So basically, I think, it's thinking, I can get it on. Yeah, get it started. Maybe some kind of dark-coloured box. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. Um, And then let, let it... We leave it for the morning. Fair enough. Uh, I could see that the device still had a SIM card inserted and was not at all isolated. So it was a good thing I had the Faraday box, which was doing its job well. Yeah. Excellent. However, at that moment, it suddenly dawned on me. In my rush, I had forgotten to put a paperclip. (laughs) (laughs) 
into the Faraday box to retrieve the SIM card. <laughs> In my desperation to sort out the device, and I think at this point they must have been clock watching as mm, well. With yeah, the, the, yeah, the yeah they've got on their day exactly. Um, without thinking, rush to grab a paperclip. And as if in a hazy stupor of foolishness, opened the box and threw the paperclip inside, <laughs> completely forgetting that the device wasn't isolated and could connect to the network. <laughs> so all that hard work, yeah. <laughs> just open the box. Yeah, just throw that paperclip inside. Who needs a Faraday yeah. box anyway? Thankfully, nothing malicious was waiting for the device. No wipe commands or anything. I sighed a sigh of relief. Yeah. However, I had to admit my error in my notes was a laughing stock of all my colleagues. Mm -hmm. And to top it off, I was late for the date, oh. which didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> so, open statement, set to be a good day. Yeah. Yeah, not so much. Oh, at least nothing happened to the evidence. At least, yes, at least the evidence was okay. But I feel yeah. more gutted for about, about the date. Yeah, to be honest. I mean, jeez. I don't want to have known what restaurant that was as well. Yeah, I know. And where? Yeah. No idea. No. Clearly fancier places where that you and I would go to. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Um, so, on that note, um, that cheery note at the end. Yeah. Um, thank you to... Um, to Everyone listening, yeah, and our uh, special guest, our special guest. Yeah. You, uh, I'll put my guest hat back on. You're, yeah. very, you're very welcome. Um, I hope, hopefully, that was uh, interesting. Hopefully, yeah, it was hopefully. informative. Um, there was plenty of news in there, even if the four mobile thing wasn't for you. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, yeah uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We'll absolutely. be back next month. We will indeed. Um, we've um, hopefully got a couple of special guests lined up. We have. So we um, have. So we're we're kind of looking forward to those, aren't we? Yeah. Um but um yeah as always um thank you for everyone who retweets us, who yeah. kind of comments and sends us really lovely messages and takes the Mickey out of us. And yeah. um yeah lots of people now connected with, having a laugh with. It's yeah. great. <laughs> Please continue to Politely abuse us. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you ever so much for everyone and all the support. Um, uh, please, we, we love it. We really appreciate you all. Um, and if you've got, as always, any thoughts, comments, feedback, whatever, any faux pas, please feel free to send them in. Yeah, you've just stitched yourself up, haven't you? I yeah. have just done myself. <laughs> because the email address for Chewing the Fat podcast is... is podcast.ctf at gmail.com Smooth. Smooth as you like. Smooth as a hedgehog's spines. And we will let people get back to their day jobs. Yes. But thank you all. As always, thank you very much. See you next time. Thank you.